Pop Culture Affidavit, episode 103. It is dangerous to go alone. Take this. Welcome to episode 103 of Pop Culture Affidavit, the podcast that takes a look at everything random in the world of popular culture, which is brought to you by the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. I'm your host, Tom Panneries. Well, last episode, Brad and I went to the Baltimore Comic Con, and he cosplayed as Link from the Legend of Zelda video games, and as I mentioned, we were going to spend this episode talking about those games. I think this is the first time I've covered anything related to video games on both the blog and the podcast. While there have been mentions of games and gaming in a few episodes because of tie-ins related to movies or comics that I've covered, a thorough look at video games hasn't been done. And I guess the reason for this is that I'm not a huge video game person. Beyond the games that I played a lot when I was younger and had my Nintendo Entertainment System, as well as time spent playing games like NHL 94, Madden, or Mortal Kombat in the 90s, Gaming was one thing I set aside pretty early for the sexier allure of comics. Okay, comics doesn't necessarily have a sexy allure in that way, but along with toys, I'd say that video games were one thing that I feel that I aged out of the way people are kind of expected to age out of, or at least were back in those days. I haven't returned very much to them since. I'll play Mario Kart every once in a while, or Super Smash Brothers, and have pounded the buttons on a few classic games like Galaga when I come across them. But I don't feel the need to dive back in, you know? Quite frankly, I really don't have the time to get sucked into a game that will take up hours of a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon. I'm having a hard enough time with all of this reading and watching that I'm doing for my uncollecting projects. <laughs> but really, I look what's in video games these days, and I'm not as interested as I would have been maybe 20 or 30 years ago. And even 20 or 30 years ago, I had very specific tastes, and I attached myself to very specific games. That's something I think might be worth exploring in a series of posts or episodes, so I'll put a pin in that and move on to our major topic for the day, which is the one video game series that was a huge one when I was a kid and is still huge today. Moreover, it's a video game series that Brett and I have in common, and that is The Legend of Zelda. Released on February 21, 1986, The Legend of Zelda was a pretty ambitious game for its time. You play as Link, obviously, and your quest is to assemble the eight pieces of the Triforce by going to various castles throughout the land of Hyrule and then head to the final castle, where you will face off against the big bad of the game, Ganon. This is something I'll get to in my conversation with Brett, but I will say that with along with Metroid and Super Mario Bros., it was one of the first games that I played constantly in an effort to beat it and finish its quest, which I actually never did. And by the time I got into my Nintendo in 1988, it was already a popular game. It already had a sequel. In fact, it was one of the first games I asked for because I'd played it at friends' houses and had also seen this classic commercial. Watch Zelda become a legend on your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! Which way you go? Good times. Zelda. The Legend of Zelda. A never-ending adventure new for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! That's honestly not the worst commercial, because while I don't remember it, I came across this one on YouTube. And I really should preface this with a trigger warning for anybody who is triggered by white teenagers trying to rap in the mid-80s. Just, if, if, if that bothers you, you may want to skip it. Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics! I'd like to get my hands on that game! You mean you haven't played it yet? We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octorok's Tech Tech's levers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. 
Now, despite that top-notch marketing, The Legend of Zelda became an iconic video and has had 30 years' worth of sequels and rip-offs. And that's what I sat down with Brett to talk about. Now, I'll preface this by saying that he knows a lot more about Breath of the Wild, which at the time we recorded this was the most recent game and the one he's played the most. And there's a lot we either don't cover or just touch on, but I thought it might be fun to get a multi-generational perspective on the video game series. And he and I will be talking about it right after this. The Legend of Zelda continues. Defeat your enemies. Save the kingdom. Use your sword. I cannot help you. Find the crystals. Rescue the princess. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. And now, get into the latest Nintendo games, Ghostbusters 2 and Iron Sword. Only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Star Trek. Comic books. Mythology. Video games. Toys. Star Wars. Just about any geeky topic you can think of could be covered on the Hammer Podcast, presented by two true freaks. Come join me, Gene Hendricks, for whatever my disjointed mental processes can come up with, and be careful or you might just learn something before we're done. The Hammer Podcast is available monthly, both on its own iTunes feed and at twotruefreaks.com. of the wild nintendo switch game rated everyone 10 and up we have a lot of zelda yeah i counted up because i was thinking about this um oh yeah i do have two games for the wii I've we have yeah we have one two three four five six seven eight nine zelda games total Damn. in the house we have um we have the original legend of zelda uh, now this isn't this isn't the copy that I had when I was yeah. a kid because Aunt Nancy got a hold of that, and when she we took it to college, we don't know whatever happened to it. We have a link oh, to the like, past oh, for the Super to... Nintendo, which is which is your mom's, and then we also have um, the Ocarina of Time for the N sixty four, which is also your mom's. So those are the and then the other two that she has are for the DS. Yes, uh, Phantom Hourglass. And Spirit Tracks. Spirit Tracks for the original DS. And then you have three games. Uh, you have four games. You have uh, The Wind Waker. Wind Waker. For Wii U. Twilight Princess. Which I can never beat because there's this one part where you have to cross this creek with like poison gas. Mm-hmm. But I, whenever I get on to play, I can never remember if I've already crossed it and, and I'm on the other side. Or if I need to cross it, so I'll end up crossing it anyway, and then I'll have to do it all over again, and, like, I'll just die so many times that I'll take a break, and then I'll forget all over again whether or not I've crossed. Okay. And then you have Breath of the Wild for the Switch, and you have, uh, it's not a direct, well, technically we have ten games, because we have Nintendo Land for the Switch, and that, (laughs) it's not a, I don't think it's, like, an in, I guess it's not, like, an official Zelda game, but Nintendo Land is this game that I think... I think it came with the Switch, or we bought it. It was very cheap. It was like a $20 game. And it's this kind of fake amusement park that is like, you know, you go to different little mini games within, yep. and there's a Metroid game, a Mario game, um, uh, just like a random ninja game. There's some other games, and there's a there's a Link game where it's a first-person sword and shield, and it can be two players because yep. one is either the sword and shield and the other one is... Um, shooting arrows or you can just play with four people 
oh, okay. with the sword and shield. All right, yeah. So you can play. You, so so it's basically it's just a it's it's almost like um just kind of a, it, I don't there's no storyline to it. You're just fighting yeah. against things. And there's also the mildly infuriating Donkey Kong game. Oh god, that, where, that's stupid. I, I nearly beat it. I was so close to beating it, like, mm. five feet away, and then, like, I was on my last life, and then I died, and I was so ticked off. Mm. I was so mad. Yeah, and then you have Hy- Hyrule Warriors, which I don't... Is that just a fighting game? What is that? It's sort of, like, just a fighting game. It's pretty much... I don't really know how to explain it, but you're... Depending on where you are, there are a bunch of monsters coming at you, and you have to fight your way through the horde to get to, like, a door or something, or you have to defend. It. I'm trying to think of another game to compare it to. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Now, have you played this at all? Have you played yeah, Warriors of Yeah, I've played it. I beat, the, um, I beat the dungeon with the dragon, I think. Okay, yeah. so you beat one of the so, so if you if you um so uh, this was the only one that I ever played when I was younger, and this came out in originally like in the nineteen eighty five, and then I got my Nintendo for my eleventh birthday, I think. Yeah, it was my eleventh birthday, and then one of the games at, at some point I got pretty early on, I got this game, and um, the game uh so I had. And Aunt Nancy had games on it. You could you could save up to like three or four different games, separate games. Yeah. And this was the first. I don't think I don't know if this was the first cartridge that you ever could save a game on. But it was one of the first cartridges Nintendo ever put out where you could save your game. Up until that point, every ga- all the games where you had like marked progress were done through passwords. Ah. So Metroid. I have the original Metroid, Mega Man, and Mega Man. Right, Mega Man actually came out after this, so not they weren't oh. all like or weren't all like this, but but like Metroid came out before Zelda, and Metroid is a really cool game. It's yeah, and I've... but if you but you um, instead of saving your game, if you die and the game is over, you get a password, and you would write down the password, and then when you wanted to come back into your game, you would just put the password in. And there were a couple of other games that I have like that. Um, Mega Man 2, there's a baseball game I have called Bases Loaded. That's like that because you could save your, you could play your season. Ah. And I don't think, I just think the memory on the chip was so that you, you couldn't save the game that way, but it could save that spot or whatever. I don't know how Sadness. that... Sadness. Yeah. So you would write down your password for when you, you know, how far you made it. It would basically ah. save your, um, it wouldn't save stats, it would save wins and losses. Oh. And then and those sorts of things, um, but Zelda you could actually save the game, and I never beat the game. Mm. Um, I was pretty far along twice, and the first time my friend came over, I was having a hard time beating. It was like a level five or six because there's nine yeah. castles in Zelda. It's like one through eight, and then nine is where you fight Ganon, yeah. and that's the end of the game. And so I remember my friend DJ came over, and he was showing me how to beat something, and by the end of the day, he had beaten my game for me. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, which was really, really annoying. Then in college, I brought my Nintendo to college, and then that's the Nintendo that Aunt Nancy brought with her and subsequently destroyed. It's her college, although it was pretty beat up by the time, and the one we have in here is, 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 is your mom's. I was pretty far along again, and then my roommate thought it'd be fun to just, instead of making his own game, to finish my game. So I've never beaten Zelda. Now, if you beat... Do you know what happens when you beat the game in Zelda you defeat Ganon? Do you know what happens after when you come back? Does it just restart? No. There's an entire second quest. Oh, yeah. So so this this was something um, that you didn't know about, or at least those of us when we were like little kids, really didn't know much about when we first played the game. So when you finish... It's an entire second quest, which is slightly harder, and everything is rearranged in Hyrule. So you have to go through the game again, but everything's kind of switched around. And there were two uh, there were two tricks that you found out. One, if you like, let's say you were Aunt Nancy, and then we were you were playing on my cartridge because yep. we had to share everything. This is why you should be glad you don't have siblings. Um, I am glad. I my friend had beaten the game for me, and when you log in, there's uh, your name. You know, yeah. and, and how many heart the heart containers you have, and like your progress. And if there was a little sword next to your name, that means you had beaten the game once, and that was in the second quest. Yeah. Well, if you, if somebody had beaten the game already on that cartridge, and you started a new game, and you called yourself Zelda, 
you would automatically start playing the second quest. Mm. So, back in the day, there was this magazine called Nintendo Power. I've heard of it. You've heard of it? I think they made a podcast for it, too. Probably. I think they've trademarked, but like back in 1989 or so, there was, it was, no, it was July, August of 88. Um, they put this, it was a, like a monthly or so magazine, and every month they come out, and um, here, here's the, it's actually an issue here. It's not about Zelda, but Aunt Nancy saved this. So, okay, so it would come out, and this is about, well, here's two. There's one that she had, I don't know why we saved this. Um, this is one about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, uh, Ninja Turtles game and stuff like that. They made a game for it? They, oh, they made like three games. And they had this really cool arcade game and, and everything. So it's amazing. Nint- well, when, when I was like 12, 13 years old, TMNT was huge. Ah. So I used to have this game. I might not have it. It's a pain, pain in the rear end. So basically what it was about was like these are all the, um, these are all the games that are coming out. So this is a pretty big preview. Like, you know, here's pictures of the boards and stuff. And, uh, you know, here's all these games that are coming out. Here's, like, there's a whole uh, thing about, uh, like, for instance, uh, so, like, Life Force. You know, we have Life Force. Uh, that's that fighter yeah. game. Uh, here's Mega Man 2. You know, and so the, the, it was basically, and then here's, here's um, Dragon Warrior, oh, which I have, and which we actually saved years and years ago. And it's, it's beat to crap but this is the strategy guide they published that came in with a free with an issue and you would get this in the mail and then there's like tips and tricks from people who were officially game like questions like you know how do i defeat dark nuts and riz robes and in uh, legend of zelda and they basically tell you how to defeat them and things like you know for instance where is the blue ring in the second quest and how do i get it because like you know just with playing breath of the wild you have to get certain things to do certain things and you have to do that in yeah. In Zelda. There's this whole side quest I'm doing right now where there's this little kid and mm-hmm. you have to get him a weapon and show it to him and he's like, Can you show me this other weapon? And I thought it would only be like five weapons, but I think I'm on like the fifteenth weapon by now. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. And then there are a few things that are kinda of like cheats and stuff or like Easter eggs hidden in games. Short previews. Uh, there used to be a thing. There's a whole thing on movies. Like this is about the Batman movie that was coming wow. out in 1989. There's a World of Nintendo store, kind mm-hmm. of like the the one in New York. Yeah, we went to Spotlight on Power Players. I don't think any of these people everyone ever went anywhere. Although, you know, that that's that that's a cool kid like that right there with that hair and that haircut like he's got a real real just cool look on his face and then what was cool about this was this was if you had a really high score in a game or completed a really hard game and you had to pause the game and get a camera oh god an old like a film camera because digital cameras didn't we didn't have digital cameras and take a picture of the television, and you had to do it with the flash off because if you had the flash on it, the flash would reflect. It would off just the... be a white. Yeah, and then you would finish the role, go to get it developed, come back, put the picture in the mail, and send it to the Nintendo Power. And this, this is what, the, so that you could get your name printed did here. Did you ever do that? I did. I don't think I have the issue because I think it was earlier than this. This was. 30, this is 89, I don't know what year this was, this was, this is volume 32, so this is probably later. I did it for the game Duck Hunt, ah. and I got my name in there for the game Duck Hunt, but I do not remember, no, it would have been, wouldn't have been in here. Um, no, I don't remember what issue it was, but my name was in here ah. because of Duck Hunt, and I do have, I have a pin, you know, like a lapel pin, like the yeah. ones you collect for Disney World, yeah. that's a silver Nintendo Power, because I subscribed to the magazine for like two or three years. So the reason I bring up Nintendo Power is because this is from the very, very first issue of Nintendo Power, and I've kept it. Uh, this is a 30-year-old map. Now, on the other side is a bases-loaded RBI baseball, Major League Baseball poster, but this is a poster map of the overworld for the second quest. You know, this tells you where all the different levels are because they're all rearranged and stuff in the different uh places and they don't tell you everything that's there you know so in the first quest everything's kind of different because you have to like where you collect the different swords and things like that so we kept that and then in here is the game 
that a friend, my friend Harris, had this game, and we used to play it all the time. But I never got it in my town. This is Zelda II: The Adventure of Link. Uh. They talk about this a little bit, and that game is—it's a weird game because it's so. In, so I've heard Link is really weirdly like. Well, there's kind of an overworld where you're kind of walking from place to place and then you encounter enemies or you go to different places and then you're in this sort of side-scroller yeah. thing. Whereas in Zelda, it's just all the overworld yeah. and everything. So I don't have that. I kind of want to get it, but if I can ever find it on a really, really cheap. And then the games Mom has are ones that I've played a little bit of, but um, I, I don't think... I don't know how far she ever got with A Link to the Past. And eventually they would put these out. These are official player's guides oh. with, like, the stories and the map. There's mm. a light world, a dark world. Apparently you travel through time at one point. Yeah, um, I've, I've heard that you travel through time because in Breath of the Wild there's a cutscene that's one of your memories. Mm -hmm. And Zelda, when Zelda is knighting Link, she's like... A hero must always be able to be focused, blah, blah, blah. But at one point she says whether, um, like, traveling the high seas, referencing Wind Waker, um, like, traveling through the darkest realms and um, going through many different times. Okay. And then with um, Nintendo uh, 64, there was Ocarina of Time, which is really one of the best games they ever put out for Zelda. I'm still stuck in the Deku tree. Oh, you are? Yeah, yet when I was playing on Riley's 3DS, I was able to beat the Deku Tree oh, okay. and get out. But you haven't been able to do it on the N64? Yeah, because I don't know where I am, and I'm just walking around in circles. Well, so you know you get an, you get an ocarina, right? And yeah. that you play, like, the melodies on it and stuff. So we were writing down, at one point or another, I think we wrote down, like, what keys you have to press to play certain things. And I know uh. Mommy got, like... There's two halves of the game. There's one where you're younger, and then there's like I think I don't remember if you fall asleep or what, but you wake up, or you try, or you time travel or something, and you time travel into the future again or whatever, and it's several years later and everything's dark. Ah. Uh, and there's one point. Oh, where, that's when Ganon's yeah, taken over everything. Yeah, and there's one point where like you're traveling through a graveyard, and these ghost zombies jump on you and stuff, and I remember that uh, was like the last time like we ever really played it back when we were in college. And then this was um, this was an unofficial strategy guide that you buy at like you know Target or Walmart or something. Yeah. And all the different things and all the different uh, oh. songs you could play and things like that. I have a um, book about like some of the past game. Oh, this is. Uh, I think oh, it's cool. the development process and stuff. Oh, but yeah, like. Yeah, it's kind of like a, what these are all about. Yeah. So here's a little bit about Adventure of Link, and there were a few. There's a link to the past. Um, there was a Game Boy game, Link's Awakening, which I oh. never. I I we have. I've a, heard of that. Yeah, we have a Game Boy. We have two games. We have Star Trop. Not no. Um, not you Star have, Tropics. You have like that Mario game where it's basically Brick Break and you have Tetris. Tetris, yeah. Tetris. His Majora's Mask is the other one for N64, but by the time this came out, I think um, we'd stop playing. Yeah, and they remade that for the 3DS. Oh, they did. They yeah, did. but I never had a 3DS. So. Oh, you got you got a Switch now, so that's pretty sure. cool. There is one Zelda game that I've always wanted to play. What's that? Um, it's Oracle of Seasons. Okay, what what's that one about? Um, here, let me grab it. There's okay. something in my um. There's also the... Uh, the Triforce Heroes? Yeah, tri Triforce Heroes. I think it says Triforce Heroes Oracle of Seasons. Mm -hmm. But this was one of the... I think this was one the of the first multiplayer ones. Okay. Because you can uh, put... Oracle of Seasons for Game Boy Color. All right. Yeah. I know it references it somewhere in here. Yeah, so what are you flipping through right now? What's I, this book? I'm flipping through my Hyrule Historia book. Yeah, so you have four books, and you keep flipping through, you find it. You have four books that Dark Horse put out called um, 
the... You've got Hyrule Story, you have Art and Artifacts, the Legends of Zelda Encyclopedia, and then... Uh, I think they're called the, like, God series or something. Yeah, Breath of the Wild, Creating a Champion. The Breath of the Wild one's my favorite. Oh, really? If cool. I'm being honest. So my, my... Well, I haven't really... I have to really flip through these and read these. I really want to. But I, I love this because good. this is your encyclopedia. What happened to the book that went with it? Oh, there it is. Yeah. So... Um, so now that you've seen this, because I don't have the instruction book for Link uh, for Zelda, but I have the little black Nintendo case. Yeah. This is the special edition. Where that's a gold book that comes with. I don't know how that got bent. Yeah, it just probably got shut down there. It comes with a little instruction booklet on the book, and it and it looks like it's it's shaped exactly like the Nintendo case in the slipcase edition. Is the actual Nintendo case, which I just thought was so cool. So. Um, Another one of my favorites is the Art and Artifacts one. Oh, okay. Because it's basically just a bunch of design concept sketches. Oh, that's cool. And just a bunch of sketches of um, the characters. And in the Hyrule Historia one, there's like, like, here's all the enemies and stuff from the first game. But um, in the Hyrule Historia one, there's... Where it's like they're going through concept designs of enemies, and Breath of the Wild one is my favorite because I've sort of played the game to its fullest, so it's fun to see what, like, um, sorry, fullest probably isn't a word, but it's fun to see what, like, the characters could have been. Okay. Um, which ones of these, uh, all right, so you're flipping, because, all right, so this book looks, there's just a bunch of different artist concepts of, of Link and stuff, but I guess some of this was actually used in different places. Yeah. Um, from different times and things like, like that. Oh, okay. At the end of each chapter, they have all the items. Okay, so it's just really just all of the... Um, and at the beginning, they have, like, sort of a bunch of poster-like art. Like, here's one for... Here's one for um, Twilight Princess. It's a huge spread where on one side, they have all the villains and the um, Twilight Castle with... Midna riding on Wolf Link, and on the other side they have the surface, all the forest spirits, um, Zelda, Hyrule Castle, like one enemy, two other people, and Link riding on Epona. Okay. So, but there's, they sort of... So this is the Oracle of yeah. Ages and the Oracle of Seasons yeah. from Game Boy Color, okay. Yeah, I think they sort of did like what Pokemon usually does, where... They release two games, okay. and you play one, and also there's a boxing kangaroo in one of them. Hmm. Okay. Named Ricky the kangaroo yeah. and Moosh the giant, big fat cat bear thing, whatever that With is. With wings. With wings. <laughs> and um, Link can finally swim in this game. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ow. Uh, there's also Dimitri the triceratops okay. thing. Okay. <laughs> right, so this is all from these games here. Yeah. But this one is mostly just the finished art. If you want to see concept designs, I can... In the Hyrule Historia? Yeah. So the Hyrule Historia takes us through... Um, this is this is, is this all about like the development of the game and stuff like that? Or is yeah. this all about... Okay, oh yeah, I see the yeah. concept art and stuff. And in the back of this, uh -huh. they have the whole timeline. Oh, that's the encyclopedia. Yeah. So that looks like... Is the encyclopedia basically about the games themselves? Yeah. And then, okay, oh, this is, oh, there's a manga in here. Yeah, and... Interesting. Um, there's also, yeah, I... Which, okay. I don't know how to read manga, because you have to read it. Not only do you read it backwards, you read it from, like, this, <laughs> pant bottom to top, the pages. Oh. Uh, yeah. I've never read manga. I've attempted to read this one and a Pokemon one I found at Free Comic Book Day. Oh, okay. It didn't go very well. All right. There are a lot of there are a lot of kids I taught at high school who are like really into manga like crazy. Yeah. Um, especially with the the school I used to teach at, there was like a ton of manga in the library, but I never really got into it. I've gotten into some anime. Yeah. But only like um, anime that involves giant robots like Robotech and Voltron. That's about yeah. the extent of my anime because that stuff was on one TV when I was a little kid, so I, I never really. I attempted to watch pokemon it did not go well you watched pokemon here and there but it was just it's a lot of yelling yeah i preferred playing the video games and the card game the show is not for me so we'll get to breath of the wild in a minute let's 
Let's go through... So, I've never played either of the... Have you played either of the DS games? I have played both of them. Alright, so... So how did you do on Phantom Hourglass and, and Spirit Tracks? Phantom Hourglass, I got pretty far. I'm still in, in, well, not pretty far. I'm still in the first village, but there's place there's this place called the Temple of the Ocean King, uh-huh. where it's this really complicated puzzle, but the temple saps your health okay. as you're in it, and I only have, like, three hearts. <laughs> okay. So. And did you play Spirit Tracks? I did. Um, th- I'm on this part where... You have to break Zelda out of the castle, mm-hmm. and you have to draw an escape route, oh. and there are guards, and if you get caught, like, it sounds the alarm, and you have to go all the way back to the beginning. Okay. And the thing is, um, you can get Link to escape, but you have to have both Zelda and Link escape. And then you said you've played a little bit of, of these two, but you're so these are these are the games that um, she played more than anybody. And like I said, yeah. I could talk a lot about. I've already talked a lot about Legend of Zelda because it was a game that yeah you died and then you continue the game, yeah. but you weren't starting exactly at the beginning when Metroid was at the time. Metroid was the only other game I owned that was like that. All the uh. other ones were like the first set of games I owned. I had Super Mario Brothers, mm-hmm. which. When all your lives are gone to Super Mario Brothers, the game's over, and you have to start off over on, again on World War 1-1. And then I had Kung Fu, which is the same thing. Like, all your lives are gone, you start the game over. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of other games like pinball and ice hockey and, and sports games and stuff, yeah. or game or arcade games that, you know, again, your game's over, you start over. And so this so this was like, it literally was a quest, like, and, and yeah. that was the cool thing about it. But no, you had the Wind, the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess were the first two that you... You got, even though we bought you the rated T for teen and E10 plus when you were neither yeah. 10 years old nor 18, and you're not a teen now. It but says teen and adolescence. Yes, teen adolescence. But uh, it's not that bad of a thing. Now, all right, so talk about The Wind Waker. What's The Wind Waker about, and what, um, do, you, uh, what do you do on it? So, so The Wind Waker... You start out as Link, obviously, on a humble island, and it starts with the trend of Link waking up to a hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Always, whenever you start a game, it, with the exception of like the first game, Link is usually waking up. Mm-hmm. And um, this time you wake up and you're in a giant la- lighthouse surrounded by seagulls. And No, you don't. Yes, you do. I can't remember which. You wake up somewhere, mm-hmm. and um, uh, then you talk to your little sister at some point. I can't remember what she says, but she gives you a telescope. Mm-hmm. And then you look at this dude mm-hmm. who's dressed like a bird. I think he's a Rico, um, who's the mailman. And, like, you look at him through the telescope, and he's flapping his arms, <laughs> and it's pretty hilarious. And then you do your own little adventures on the island, nothing super important, but um, then you start training with this island, can't remember his name, his name is something something, I'm just gonna call him Old Man MacGuffin. Okay. Um, and so Old Man MacGuffin trains you. Do you know what a MacGuffin is? Yeah, I know what a MacGuffin is. So what's a MacGuffin? It's like the big objective in a story or something. I'm just calling him Old Man MacGuffin because I think it's funny. Okay. It's like the object that you're trying to get to. Yeah, or, or that drives the plot. Yeah. So like yeah. the Death Star plans in Star yeah. Wars is the MacGuffin. Yeah. The the one of the best examples is there's an old detective movie or that's a detective movie, it's just an old movie called The Maltese Falcon. And oh. the Maltese Falcon is the MacGuffin, but oh. it's not about the Maltese Falcon, it's about the characters and the adventure oh. and stuff. So the Death Star plans are the same way. It's not about the plans. Yeah. The movie's about Luke and yeah. Han and everything. So you know, so old man MacGuffin. Um he train. I was gonna say old man McGucket. Oh, McGucket. Yeah. This is Gravity Falls. <laughs> yeah. Right, no, old man McGuffin. So you got old man McGuffin. And he's training you in the art of swordsmanship. And your grandma doesn't want you to be training because she's like little kids shouldn't be fooling around with swords. It's like Aunt Peru. And like, eventually. It comes your birthday, and she gives you the clothes of the Hero of Time, which is Link's classic green mm-hmm. outfit. 
and she's like, many heroes over the years have worn this blah 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 blah, and um, eventually you like uh, training with the old man MacGuffet, some stuff happens, and eventually you get um the shield and the sword mm-hmm. by sneaking into your grandma's house breaking into one of the rooms and grabbing it off a wall and then she walks in on you while link is doing his signature thing by doing this while his th- while the thing's floating in his hand but when okay. she walks in on you in the cutscene, link is still doing that oh, okay so it's a little more complicated than because you meet old man mcguffin in the very beginning of this because yeah. you go into the cave and he says yeah do you remember what he says it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Yeah, and you get the wooden sword, and then you have to find the other two swords in, yeah. in Hyrule. But um, um, the combat uh, aspect of this game is sort of hard to do because basically I'm just ending up spamming B while holding the sword because you do the different moves based on whether you're scuttling around, mm-hmm. focusing on someone. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway. Then you once you have the sword and the shield, this gigantic bird just comes out of nowhere and swoops up your sister, uh-huh. flies up to the big mountain on the island, and just drops her in the woods. Okay, that, and it looks like you're on a boat for a lot of it and stuff. Yeah. Now, yeah, and you haven't finished this yet. I have not finished it, but I'm, I'm getting close. You're getting close. I'm like. Maybe you haven't played it in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then Link's a kid in this, but in, in Twilight Princess, he's a like a teenager or young adult. So yeah. is are these supposed to all take place on like a timeline or are um, they all just separate and it's just a well, different version of Link? They're sort of separated, but the kid Link is what we call Toon Link. Okay. And this is just plain old Link. So, um should I move on to Twilight Princess now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. But anyway, to wrap up Wind Waker, eventually you save your sister she gets captured you join a band of pirates for some reason for some time Mm -hmm. and then you get caught caught in a prison that took me a year to break out of then i remember that i think we're trying to play that is that the one where you're sneaking around and yeah and trying to like if you get too close the guard comes after you yeah i literally had to and you have to hide in a barrel yeah you have to hide in a barrel i I remember playing that with you where you were trying to we were trying to break out of that thing and they were, we were trying to find something too and we couldn't find it because it was like a maze so i literally had to ask my friend at camp like oh, okay. for directions out because like i was good at not getting caught it was me running around in circles that made it so i couldn't All break right. out anyway moving on to twilight princess um you start out as farm boy link you're living in a house on the outskirts of the village and you train these i can't remember what they're called but these they're these weird goats where their horns curl up into like a you ever seen what seen one of those beetles where they have the horns like that yeah imagine that but vertical Mm. and on a goat like a ram almost here i will show you a picture is it in the art and artifacts yeah Um, Here, I'll flip through it while you talk. Anyway, um, you're training those goat things for some reason. Anyway, um, the village children, like, love you. They adore you. They respect you. But, um, like, eventually you have to sell something, like a sword. You have to give a sword or something to Hyrule. Yeah, that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're called onagers. Okay. I have no idea. Um, But... Yeah, and then monsters raid the village, mm-hmm. and some stuff happens, and then you talk to this weird spirit thing, and um, you get turned into a wolf, and for a long time, it's just you walking around trying to figure out what to do, and um, skip forward a bit, uh, everything's night in the village basically all the humans are gone and hey you can talk to animals um and you can howl to summon a hawk um anyway um you collect all these stuff all the stuff for the spirits and then you get all these stuff and then you get stuck in the twilight zone where you have to break out of prison except you're you're still a wolf and that's where you get the help of midna Mm-hmm. The tw- who is yeah I saw the picture of yeah. her in here now um, can you play as as anybody other than Link in this in this 
I mean, it's just Link and Wolf Link. Okay, because um, I know you have amiibos. So how do the how do amiibos? Because I have no idea how amiibos work, and you have you have a bunch of amiibos for for Legend of Zelda and Twilight Princess, and I think you have some for Breath of the Wild too, but I'm not sure. I do have a so, bunch. So for how does so how does the what does the amiibo do, and how does it work? Okay, so. I have one for um, Twilight Princess. I have a bunch for Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. um, the one for Twilight Princess, it is Wolf Link, and it does two different things in the two different games of Breath of the Wild and Twilight Princess. And I don't think it works in Wind Waker because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think... No, I don't think the Amiibos work. port into Wind Waker. I yeah, think I'm I th just saying, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't yeah. think Amiibos were a thing in here. No, they weren't. I think this came out before they started doing yeah. the Amiibos for the Zelda games. Because the first Amiibos, I think, were some of the Mario ones. Yeah, for, for like, Smash uh, Bros. Um, Smash Bros., yeah. So, anyway. So you got a, you have Amiibos, at least one Amiibo for Twilight Princess. Yeah. You have a bunch for Breath of the Wild. The Wolf Link one in Twilight Princess, it... Um, once you get far enough to get to Hyrule Field, uh -huh. you tap your amiibo in, and it brings you to a bonus level oh, okay. where you're playing as Wolf Link, but you have to parkour mm -hmm. out of some tower or something. I can't remember. But um, in Breath of the Wild, it summons Wolf Link to your side, who who has three hearts. You can heal him with meat, and he'll hunt. Like, if... You can make him stay, but if you have him walking with you, if he sees a threat, he'll start barking, mm. rush towards it, and, like, start killing it. Okay. Um, and, yeah, but in Twilight Princess, um, once you escape from the Twilight Zone, you wake up as, finally, Tunic Link. Mm -hmm. And that's about as far as I've gotten. Um, I'm at the part where you have to collect some stuff and everybody's a ghost. Okay. Do you know at the end of Legend of Zelda you fight Ganon? Yeah. At the end of Adventure of Link, you fight. I think you fight your. You, you end up fighting your shadow at one point. That's where Shadow Link's. From. Yeah, because but but it's it's after you beat what you think. I think what you think is the. Um, I can't remember. I, I think it's like you you fight something or whatever. You might fight Ganon again. I, I can't remember completely because um, it's been a very very long time, and I'm trying to flip through this book and see what. You can look at the timeline in the that. encyclopedia. Okay, so. But do you fight Ganon in every single one? Um, in um, this one, I think you fight, um... Because there's Ganon and there's Ganondorf, and is there a relationship between the two of them? They're the same person. Okay. Ganon is... Ganondorf's more bull... Bull as in, like, bull the animal. Bull, like, destructive, kill-everything form. Ganondorf is his human form. Mm-hmm. So, um... In this, you end up fighting... I can't remember what his name is. His, I'm just calling him Zaz for now. Okay. Um, but you end up fighting, like, Zaz or whatever his name is. And then, who I think is being manipulated by Ganon. Mm -hmm. But I haven't finished the game of this one. In Breath of the Wild, you definitely defeat Ganon. Because you've seen me fight him multiple times. In fact, you fight multiple Ganons. Oh, okay. And, and Ganondorf doesn't even make an appearance in here. First, you just fight a bunch of monsters. Well, I'll explain that when we get to Breath of the Wild. Okay. Um, it doesn't look like you fight Ganon in Zelda 2. It looks like you fight a... You go to... You have to gather all these Triforces, and then you fight this Thunderbird, the Guardian of the Great Palace. Then your shadow attacks you. Oh. Uh, and the three pieces of the Triforce combined, because Zelda has fallen asleep, or something. Uh. So, all right. So let's talk about Breath of the Wild, because that's the one you've played, I think, the most. That's my domain. I, I think it's your favorite too. It is my favorite, because right. it's the most free range one. And once I got the DLC pack, I finally found all the pieces of the treasure. Okay. There, I think there are just a few side quests for me left in the DLC pack. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. But um. So what's that about? What's Breath the whole of the Wild? Yeah, what is okay. Breath of the Wild about? Because you've got like this, you have a huge book yeah. that's just as big so as... You up on the Great Fairy Yeah, <laughs> you have this huge book that's just as big as the other three that you have, but it's all just, you just got this for Christmas, it's all about the, just the Breath of the Wild, and I know that's yeah. your favorite book. So Breath of the Wild, it takes place in the land of Hyrule, but big twist, 100 years later. 
So, um, I'm gonna flash back a few years to the original story. So, everything's nice and prosperous in Hyrule, but this, there's this big, like, huge, um, prophecy that happened before where Ganon attacked, but they all had everyone, um, like, the princess and the kingdom and Link all had these things called the, um, the guardian. Well, this wasn't the princess and Link. These were past people who are taking the place of princess and like mm -hmm. anyway they had these huge robots called guardians and these even bigger robots called the divine beasts and they used the combined power of the princess's magic and the master sword to seal away calamity ganon before he could destroy the world okay. and so eventually flashback 100 years later well flash forward whatever um 100 years later Link, well, uh, uh, some time later, um, the Kingdom of Hyrule hears this legend, and they're like, and it's when, it's the year that Pro Ganon is prophesized to attack again, so they're like, oh no, we gotta do something, so then they unearth these guardians, and they start using them, and they're the divine beasts, where, um, then they find the divine beasts and they pick four champions to control them. Mifa, the Zora champion who pilots Varudo or the big elephant. Can't remember his name. Okay. Uh, but the bird guy. I call him Jerkbird because he's a jerk to Link. Mm. And um, anyway, I think his name. Rivali, Rivali. Okay, okay Rivali, the Rito champion who pilots Va Meadow, or the giant flying bird, Urbosa, the Gerudo champion, who pilots Va something-something, and Daruk, the Goron champion, who pilots Va something-something. Okay. And when they all band together, the, the Divine Beasts can shoot giant lasers at Ganon, and, oh yeah, and Link and Zelda are there too. Yeah. But... But, so there's this, this huge battle between Ganon, but things go sideways when Ganon takes control of the Divine Beasts mm -hmm. and all the Guardians and just basically turns their entire army on them. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't take control of the pilots, just the Divine Beasts. So he makes these things called Blight Ganons, which are very annoying later in the game, that kill the champions mm -hmm. and take over the Divine Beasts. So, um, now to actually playing the game... When you're playing, it's a hundred years later, and they've put Link in the Shrine of Resurrection. How Zelda's still alive, I have no idea. Um, she has, like, magic or something? Yeah, she has magic. I just don't know how that makes her. Anyway, um, but you wake up on the Great Plateau with no memory whatsoever of who you are. Okay. You're in this big metal thing. It opens up with Link lying in a tub, and then okay. lights come on, and you get the new iPhone XR, also known as the Sheikah Plate, okay. and that's going to be very useful on your journey. It opens up a map, and then you hear Zelda's voice with one of my favorite quotes. She says, Link, open your eyes. You are the light, our light, that will shine upon Hyrule once again. And then she says something like, now go, save the world, blah, blah, blah. So then you walk out, and there's this beautiful cutscene where music plays, Link runs out, and then it's a shot of Hyrule Castle and the wilderness, and you see Death Mountain, also known as um, the volcano, mm -hmm. in the distance, and it's just super beautiful. And then Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild comes on your screen. So mm -hmm. then you um walk down and you meet santa claus or the old man mm -hmm. and um he has a beard that looks like whipped cream okay. and um he he basically talks to you he asks you some questions like um oh uh what he's like i didn't expect to see another person here how do you how do you, how did you get here and like uh basically you can just walk away or just say i don't know and if you pick up a torch, he's like, um, what are you planning to do to do with that? And I always just say, set things on fire. So then um, you keep walking, and then the initiating event happens where the um, you get a little marker. You hear Zelda's voice. She's like, Here, head to this marker on the map. So you go to the marker, 
and then you put your Sheikah Slate in this thing while you're in a cave, and then boom, this giant metallic tower rises up, mm. and then there's the second most beautiful cutscene where all the towers are rising up from the ground all throughout the land, mm-hmm. and um, it's really cool. But then, once you get down, the old man just comes out, just comes down from the sky on a paraglider, like, Mm. oh, like, he literally says that, and he's like, um, what do you think triggered these? And then he's like, see that? He points to Hyrule Castle, he's like, this, that's Calamity Ganon. He's like, the princess is holding him off as best as she can. And then Calamity Ganon roars, shaking the earth, (laughs) and you have to jump your way down the tower <laughs> and I whenever I replay this scene I always forget that I don't have the paraglider and I just jump off the tower so then you end up conquering these four shrines scattered throughout the plateau mm-hmm. and you eventually find my favorite monsters um Bokoblins because they're mm-hmm. very easy to kill if you get a good weapon you can just one hit kill them okay and um then the old man's like, okay, here's another riddle. You don't get the paraglider yet, but... So, where the shrines are, meet at an X, and I don't really want to spoil it for anyone who's playing the game now, but you go to a certain destination, I won't mention, okay. but uh, and you meet the old man, and, spoiler alert, it turns out he's the ghost of King Rome, Okay. Also known as Zelda's dad. Oh, uh, okay. And he uh, tells you, like, the story of Hyrule, basically. Right. Like, that I summarized at the beginning of my Breath of the Wild part. Uh-huh. And um, he gives you the paraglider. Okay. And then he tells you to go to Kakariko Village. Ka- uh, Kakariko Village. Okay. And for anyone who's playing now, my advice is go to the shrine where... Um, you get the bombs, mm-hmm. and it's in a maze surrounded by guardians. Um, there, you will see a wall. Jump off it with your paraglider, glide, and then keep going west until you see a stable. There will be a shrine um, that you can that will make it so you can just easily teleport to the stable, and you can get a horse, which will be more helpful in your journey. So you continue down the road to Kakarika Village where you meet Impa, who's like, okay, you gotta go find all the divine beasts, and then you set out on your quest to find the divine beasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you eventually have to f- defeat Ganon, right? Yeah. So, and now you've defeated Ganon. Uh, about five times, yeah. Yeah, so you go, but, but then you have side quests, so that you yeah. don't have, like, it's not, like, the game's not complete. Like, whereas, whereas like, this is complete when you defeat yeah. Ganon. You go on the second quest. There's like side quests. So what are the side quests like? So there are multiple side quests. Um, do you mean side qu- side quests as in like the DLC pack, finding your memories? Well, you've, or you've already defeated Ganon in the game, so the game yeah. should be over. But there's more for you to yeah. do to complete the game. So what are the other things you have to do aside from beating Ganon that like are you know? Okay, so um, one of the coolest things about this game is that once you kill Ganon, mm-hmm. it goes to your save file before you kill Ganon because it automatically saves before you walk into the boss fight. So you basically just waltz out of Hyrule Castle, and it's like you haven't killed Ganon yet. Okay. So it's not like, oh, everything's peaceful, there are no more monsters. So that's what's fun about it. Mm-hmm. That's why I like playing it still because I can ride around on my motorcycle and kill stuff. Okay. Anyway... Um, then, if you, so I'm gonna start off with just the village quests. Mm -hmm. So, there are four main villages for each different race, not counting the humans. Mm -hmm. So there's, um, for the Zora, there's Zora Falls, Uh which is this beautiful, just, like, waterfall, like, place. You can look for a picture of it in here. Mm -hmm. And, um, people... It's also the main destination for buying fish, which is ironic because they're all fish people. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're cannibals. <laughs> um, it's also where I get all my ice arrows. Anyway, that's the main village, and there are a bunch of people in there. There are side quests, like there's this one dude. He's my favorite Zora. I can't remember his name, but he's a priest, or he used to be, and he's like, 
oh, you have to, can you help me find a couple that I can marry so I can go into retirement knowing that I happily married one more couple? Mm-hmm. And this ties into the side quest of Terrytown, which I will explain after I'm done explaining about the villages. Then there's Rito Village. It's literally mm-hmm. called that. It's the home of the Ritos. It's, imagine Ewok Village, but mini-size, fun-size okay. Ewok Village with less trees. Um, it's pretty cool. There's a giant statue of a bird, which I quite like. And they hook you up with some of the best snow gear. Mm-hmm. And then that's near Heber Mountains, which is just a really cool place to visit. It They have snow rhinos. And there's a stable in Hero Mountains where you have to like find a picture of a skeleton horse for someone. Anyway, moving on to Goron Village. Um, this one takes some explaining. So, the Gorons are rock people, and they live on a volcano. It sounds weird, but bear with me. You have to, when you go there, you have to make sure you're wearing your fireproof gear. I don't care if it looks silly. It really does. It looks hilarious. Um, you have to make sure you're not carrying any wooden weapons on you, mm-hmm. or else they'll just burn on you. And... You can literally throw food on the ground and instantly cook it. Okay. So, it's a pretty cool place. The Gorons are pretty chill. Um, there are some side quests where you have to fight lava stone taluses, which are like stone taluses, but more powerful, and you have to shoot them with ice arrows, and they're very annoying, and they make my life harder. <laughs> and there's Gerudo Village, which no men are allowed, so Link... Instead of just leaving them in peace and continuing on his quest without help, what does he do? He finds some dude, he's a dude, who's wearing women's clothes, selling women's clothes, and Link sneaks in to Gerudo Village dressed as a woman, or a vow, as they call it. And it's just a very weird part of the game. If you change out of any part of your women's clothes, and alarm sounds. Okay, so it's they're kind of like the Amazons. Yeah, pretty much actually. Okay. Um, so these are just all these little side quests to go find things and yeah, rescue but, different things. Yeah, and... with the my favorite side quests are the DLC pack ones because okay. they're the most tedious. Okay, so they're harder. Well, at least yeah. you feel like you're like everything you can keep going back into it that gives you a lot for the game should i keep explaining the dlc yeah explain a little bit more of the dlc and then we can then we can wrap up so what are your favorite things on the dlc pack my favorite things on the dlc pack are probably getting to do the extra little challenges and the side quests of the treasure hunting i can talk about the treasure hunting after i'm done explaining the dlc pack but basically in the DLC pack, it's called the Champions Ballad, and it's all about, well, the champions of the Divine Beasts. So, you start out in the Great Plateau, well, to activate it, you go to the Great Plateau, and you go to the Shrine of Resurrection, and there's this thing called, can't remember the name of the weapon, but basically it can one-shot any enemy, but it only gives you, it reduces you down to one heart, and you can't heal yourself. So, you have to face these extra hard shrines that are just surrounded, surrounded by enemies. And they're not just, like, red Bokoblins, they're, like, silver Bokoblins, like, the hardest type. And then once you beat that, other extra hard shrines start rising up out of the ground in the different villages. But for some of the shrines to appear, you have to do certain challenges, like... There's this monster called the Molduga who mm-hmm. lives underneath the ground. And if you touch the ground, he comes up like Jaws and just eats you. So what you have to do is you have to, like, bait him with a bomb and stuff. So you have to beat the King Molduga. And that's one of the challenges. Um, there are a bunch of challenges. They're really fun. And then once you beat all of them, you get taken. You go back to the Divine Beast and you go into your mind at a memory 
of when you are fighting the Blight Ganon. There's Water Blight Ganon, Wind Blight Ganon, Fire Blight Ganon, and I think Electro Blight Ganon. Mm -hmm. And you have to fight them with um, a certain weapon from the village that's automatically given to you a set of armor and, like, a few healing items. Mm -hmm. And you, once you beat all of that, the final challenge comes with if you go in the Shrine of Resurrection and return the Sheikah Slate to the um, pedestal, it takes you down to this underground chamber where it's basically a fifth divine beast and you have to like puzzle your way to the shrine in the middle where you do the classic shrine thing where you touch, from Breath of the Wild, sorry, as a classic, I don't know why. You touch this hologram thing, it breaks, revealing the old man Usually he would just gives you give you a spirit orb, but this time he gets up and then challenges you to a duel and the great plateau lifts up out of the ground and it's all mechanical mm-hmm. and you have to fight him on that. And it took me months to beat him, but when you do finally beat him you get probably one of my favorite and the coolest item in the game, the Master Cycle Zero, which is a motorcycle. Oh, cool. And you can ride around. It's pretty cool, and you have to have defeated all four Divine Beasts, too, for the DLC pack to be able to activate it, yet you can you can still buy it. Mm-hmm. You'll just have to defeat the Divine Beasts first. So what I decided I would do is defeat the Divine Beasts, then beat Ganon, mm-hmm. and then I would do the DLC pack so that... I didn't finish the DLC pack, beat Ganon, and there's nothing else for me to do. Okay. So, along with the treasure, um, with the DLC pack comes different items from past Zelda games, such as the Majora's Mask, um, like a Royal Guard outfit, a bunch of stuff. They have the Korok Mask. Um, Anyway, in your side quests, you will get a bunch of obscure hints as to where they are. Mm -hmm. And you find them and they can aid you, such as the Majora's Mask. Um, Like, some monsters will just not notice you entirely while you're wearing it, and it just looks cool. Um, But with villager side quests, that's basically, like, sort of the classic quest where you go up to someone and they're like, I've lost all my chickens. Can mm-hmm. you find them? There are 150 in total. Mm. I wish that was an actual quest. It's not. And there are like a thou- thousands of shrines. If you beat all of them, which my friend has, you get the Hero of the Wilds mm-hmm. um, set, which is the original Link outfit. Oh, okay. And um, that's pretty cool, but... Yeah, with the DLC pack, it's it's a pretty cool thing. With other side quests, there's stuff such as, like, things just sort of attuned. Oh, yeah, there's all, that's what I wanted to talk about. There's the memory side quest, oh, okay. which is one of the biggest side quests you can do it at any point in the game, except for when you're on the Great Plateau, obviously. Okay. But, as I said before, Link has lost all of his memories, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So what you have to do is... I want to say there are 13 in total. You have to travel across the land of Hyrule, and on your Sheikah Slate, there's an album of pictures that Princess Zelda has captured, Mm -hmm. and you have to look at the pictures and go to those places in the game, and you'll unlock a bunch of memories. Finally, once you unlock all of them, you will go to Impa, and you have to unlock a bonus memory which is one of the final memories that, well, it is the final memory that you get, and that unlocks a cutscene at the end once you defeat Ganon. So, it's pretty cool. So, I don't know if a new game is scheduled to come out anytime soon, but if they do come up with another one for the Switch, whatever they're going to do next, what, what what would you like to see in it? I would prob I would like to see another free roaming game, but um on the outskirts of the map of Hyrule, there are these mountains and they're surrounded by a huge gap and I would like to be able to explore that okay. new land. And I have read like rumors online that they're gonna make a new game where um like Hyrule is rebuilt. 
Okay. But I'm not sure, and I don't know, like, a release date, so okay. don't quote me on that. All right. Well, I think that's enough. Yeah. That's all the stuff we have. So thank you, for, thank you for sitting down with me. No problem. Okay. And while this is an audio medium and therefore you can't get the full effect of what was on the clip I just played, that is the teaser for the sequel to Breath of the Wild, which was just announced this year at E3 as being in development. I'm not entirely sure if a release date has been announced yet, at least of this rec- as of this recording, but I do know that back on September 30th, 2019, Nintendo re-released Link's Awakening for the Switch. This is a game that was originally released in 1993 for the Game Boy. Brett and I had recorded our audio back in August, and I certainly wasn't aware of Nintendo's release schedule at the time, and I think he was just talking off the top of his head about future games. If you're a fan of these games, I would recommend the four hardcover books that Dark Horse has put out over the years. There's the Hyrule Historia, Arts and Artifacts, The Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia, and one that's entirely devoted to Breath of the Wild. They have come down in price in recent years, so you should be able to find them for under 50 bucks, which is a pretty good deal for something that is really well packaged. And I'd like to thank Brett for coming on and talking with me. We keep meaning to do more episodes beyond random comics and the Baltimore Comic Con. So as we get ideas and actually find time to record, you'll hear him more on the show. Because, you know, Hey Kids Comics needs an inferior American knockoff, am I right? Anyway, that'll do it for this episode. If all goes according to plan, my next episode will be the annual Festivus celebration on December 23rd. In the meantime, don't forget to send me feedback, like and review, and follow me. And as always, thanks for listening, and take care. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Affidavit, which is produced by me, Tom Panneries. All clips are copyright their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This podcast is a part of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you can find at twotruefreaks.com. If you like the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show get noticed by other people. Feedback via email can be sent to popcultureaffidavit at gmail.com. For show notes and essays and other things random in the world of popular culture, visit popcultureaffidavit.com. You can also follow this show on Facebook at facebook.com slash popcultureaffidavit and on Twitter at popaff, that's P-O-P-A-F-F. Thanks for listening, and come back next time for more pop culture randomness.